Today's guest is Elizabeth Heiser, Chief Marketing Officer for Barnum Financial Group. Elizabeth provides strategic direction to a team dedicated to supporting our advisors and building Barnum's brand in the marketplace. We're talking about the world of marketing, where it is, where it's going. Elizabeth has a vision about marketing and the future of Barnum's brand, and I can't wait to share it with you. I'm Paul Blanco, and this is Small Steps, Big Wins. All right, Elizabeth Heiser, welcome to the show. We're yes. so excited to have you today. Thank you, Paul. I'm pretty pumped up about uh, having you here. As and, am I. You know, I was thinking a lot about where we should start. And I said, let's start at the beginning. So, mm-hmm. you know, I know you had a short stint at another place when you got out of college before you came to Barnum. Mm-hmm. You've been here 19 years. Yes. Why don't you just kind of talk about the journey and yes. how you got to where you are today? Yes, I'd be happy to. And thank you for doing this. I think we've been talking about you doing a podcast for such a long time. So congratulations on getting it going and, and for putting all this great information out there. Thank you. Finally pulling the trigger. Finally pulling the trigger. It's not easy. <laughs> so kudos to you and your team. Thank you. So yeah, I came to you, came to Barnum from monster.com. Remember, everybody remember monster.com back in the day. Uh, I had a very short stint at a marketing research firm, but knew I just wanted more. So I came to you from a marketing associate was the job that you were that you were hunting for. So that's what brought me in. And um, so really I was, um, you know, working with you at a marketing director at the time. So I was kind of a marketing assistant, just a marketing coordinator doing odds and ends at that time, 2004, you had roughly 150, like that area of advisors. Yeah, probably around there. Yeah. Um, We were in Shelton. You had just moved into the Shelton office. It was brand spanking new, beautiful. I will never forget the day I walked into this office and when the elevators opened, seeing just how beautiful it was, seeing how beautiful the people were, seeing how energetic everybody was like, I remember waiting for my interview and watching everyone like hustle in and out, but everyone had a smile on their face. Everybody was dressed beautifully. People were high-fiving each other. It was immediately, I could sense how wonderful the atmosphere was. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So I interviewed, I got the job. I remember I interviewed you um, or you interviewed me. Um, Uh, Maybe. Yes. And I, I got the job, you know, just started in that role. And I think I was there two years before your marketing director left. You asked me if I wanted to, to take over and build something big. And of course I did. And we started to build out the marketing team together. And at that time, my job was to help our advisors get in front of more people at a favorable basis. Uh, back then traditional marketing was traditional marketing. So we were still making brochures. We were doing mailings. We were making postcards. We were doing bios. That's pretty much what the job was. Um, and we grew fast as you do, Paul, you, you, you let me pull a trigger and we started hiring people and building the department. And that was really great. Um, but I started to get a little itchy. If you remember, um, probably about six, seven years in, I started to say, okay, I think I need a little bit more growth. In, in my career path. I need to experience different things. And you were so kind. You said, come, come work with me. I need a chief of staff. I don't really know what that means yet, but I know I need more support for myself and the big ideas I had. So I came and I worked with you, which was just an amazing experience. I don't know if you, if you counted the years like I did, but we worked together side by side for 11 
years. Yeah, I yeah, was your chief of staff. I knew that. Yep. And I think we were a really great yin and yang because you are a visionary and I'm an, and I'm an implementer. And so we just connected really well. You had these grand ideas. I was really good at implementing them. And that is what I did. And for those 11 years, I got a GA CEO view of our organization. Which I think is, you know, as I think back, I think it was amazing that you were able to get that. And I'm a teacher by nature. Mm -hmm. So I love teaching. And when a student can pick up on things quick, it just kept moving the business faster. And I think at the same point, it moved you faster mm -hmm. because your learning curve was down. And, you know, one of the things that Elizabeth brought up was helping advisors get in front of clients. And I think it was really important that you said that because in like the late 90s, I kind of came out with in the industry saying a marketing firm mm -hmm. that does financial planning. And for many people out there, we figured out at Barnum that if you take smart, articulate advisors and get them in front of clients good stuff will happen. Mm -hmm. The other thing we figured out was that financial planning was really the future of our industry. And that's why we said that because once it's really hard to get in front of a client, but when you're there, you have to take all the, you know, you have to help the client with all their thing and build Absolutely. a wall around them. Absolutely. So I think your learning curve was really good. And then I tapped you again mm -hmm. 24 months ago to go back and be the CMO of the firm, which is really what I'm excited about sharing today. Yes. So why don't you just give me kind of the makeup of your department yep. and, you know, kind of what, what you guys are doing these days? Yeah, absolutely. So in, in that time that I was with you, marketing really, really changed. And, you know, when, when I was your chief of staff, I never let go of my marketing instincts of my passion for marketing that, that was always there in me and in the work that I was doing with you. But marketing obviously really changed dramatically in those 11 years. And I always kept tabs on it. So the first thing I knew that we needed to do in marketing at Barnum is um, marketing became a very specialized, you needed specialized roles. So you can't really have a marketing generalist anymore. In the digital marketing space, there are so many uh, specialty skill sets that need to come together to put any type of asset out there. And by asset, I'm talking about an email, a social media post, a video, a social media reel, whatever it is, a lot of people have to come together to make that happen. Which is interesting because we there's buzzwords around our world all the time. And, you know, going digital was a buzzword, but what you just said really makes a lot of sense. And if you're listening and you're in a, a marketing professional, you're running a firm, you have to really take what Elizabeth said, you know, as, as, as Bible here in the mm -hmm. sense that there's probably four different people that mm -hmm. make up a digital marketing organization, which is very Absolutely. different than someone might think. Oh, 100%, 100%. If you're not in the space, you never, and it, it's just human nature. So I don't want to uh, seem negative, but you never give credit to the work that goes into any one asset. And a lot of people's thoughts and creativity go into every marketing piece that we put out there, that any marketer puts out there. 
a lot of thought, creativity, and probably more time than anybody will give credit to. Yeah, which is true, I guess, to the the average person. Yeah, yeah to the using average person. You. Exactly, exactly. So I knew immediately that I could not have a team of marketing generalists which is what we had before. So we needed to go specialty. So I needed to hire people who were experts in their craft. And when I say craft, I mean graphic designer, a writer, a content manager, an email strategist, right? Everybody has a very specific role. And I wanted everybody on the team to wake up every day and say to themselves, how am I going to get better in this specific role so I could deliver a better product to the advisors and to the clients of Barnum Financial Group? That's great. So I went out, I found those wonderful people. We, we brought them in and that's the team we have today. So we have a team of nine total today. Wow. And that's counting you or not? That is counting me. So mm-hmm. nine total. Great. Mm-hmm. And what's amazing is I think about this business And I grew up as an athlete and athletics really changed to a specialty world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think about Barnum and we've tried to do that in every discipline we have, but marketing was probably the last part to follow that. And I think we had to do that because the world changed so rapidly. And I really appreciate that. And it's really great to understand what they do. So if you think about it, you have this team. Mm -hmm. You have a bunch of different advisors to serve Mm -hmm. and that's probably the fun part, but also the challenging Mm -hmm. part, right? Because sometimes people don't understand what marketing truly means. Well, let's start with someone brand new coming out, you know, coming into the industry. You could be a career changer or a kid off the college campus. Yes. What does your team do for them and, and how does that all work? Yes. Great question. I remember back in my first stint in marketing, we had what was called the marketing musts. Do you remember them? Yep, I do. Do you remember what they were if I put you on the spot? Yeah, I think you had to do a grand opening. Uh You had to send something to your project. You got it. One more. One more. And you had to load your names into uh, like a CRM or Excel. Oh, very close. It was the bio. So yeah. we did oh, a bio. Yeah. yeah, we did a bio. We sent the letter. It was a card we sent out. Yep. And then you, you did your grand opening. So those were the three marketing musts going back 20 years. Yep. But they were marketing musts. And thank goodness I had the support of you and all the other sales managers to make sure every new advisor did those musts. And they did. And when they did them, it worked. So fast forward 20 years, we still have those same marketing musts for a new advisor, but obviously they've changed. So we still have a digital copy of a bio, right? You need people to know who you are, what you do, why you do it, your credentials, and a little bit about yourself. Then of course, we have to look at your social media profiles, make sure your social media profiles tell the story that you want them to tell. And then we will work again to make sure that you're getting any of your market names into our email database or into our Salesforce CRM system. So those are the three things we're going to do right off the bat. And that's after, you know, business cards, stationary, kind of all that stuff, Sure. but headshots, all that housekeeping stuff. But once we get into the marketing, we want to make sure those things are up and running immediately. What's really amazing, though, is someone is assisting them through all that process. Absolutely. You know, even though we tell them you're coming into an entrepreneurial industry, we're saying be in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And marketing is leading the charge on that. 100 percent. And the biggest struggle in marketing is it's so subjective. There's no right or wrong answer. And you could go in a thousand different directions. So as a new person and don't forget 
you know, usually new advisors are coming off of a college campus or close to coming off of a college campus and a very regimented schedule. So to come into this business where you are an entrepreneur, so you are responsible for what you do in the 24 hours of your day, there's no schedule for you. You could, you could go off in a thousand different directions and end up being unproductive. So the best thing that marketing offers is structure. It's, it's still the yeah. must like, no, 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 you're not going to worry about doing Google ads right now. Right now I need you to get a B and C done. Yeah. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. Um, because there's an order for how you should market yourself and how you should put yourself out there. And when you kind of zigzag all over the place, you're going to get very zigzagged results. Yeah, you're not going to get the, great. yeah, you're not going to get the results you're looking for. So we act as that partner, but also a little bit of an accountability partner yeah, to say, nope, amazing. get back on the path. Nope. That's not what we're doing right now. Nope. I need you to stay here with me. Well, it's interesting as an entrepreneur, you have to be coachable. So yes. if they're coachable, they'll get it done and they'll see the fruits of their labor uh, and the labor yes. of the team. So, yes. so we want to get them set up digitally. Then we want to get them emailing. Okay. And we can get into email marketing. My gosh, we can have a whole show on email marketing, but you know, that's a huge passion of mine, but we want to get them automating communications. We want to get them comfortable reaching out via email. We want to get them comfortable on the phones, really introducing themselves in this new identity that they have, which could be scary. It could be intimidating if your parents, friends know you as little Polly, and now you're coming in as Paul Blanco financial advisor or Paul Blanco CFP that it could be hard to change that identity. Yeah. So we want to help do that. And, and we'll come, remind me if I don't bring it back up, I want to go back to that later mm -hmm. and weave it into something else that we're going to talk about, but let's go to, you know, there's so many different avatar advisors, but sure. let's go to the, the one that we'll call the person that hits, you know, they've been in the business a while. They're doing very well. You know, they're past their fifth year. They know this is their career, but they hit this ceiling of complexity and they don't really know what to do next. Do you guys work with a lot of people like that? We definitely, of course, I think every advisor probably at multiple times in their career feel that or run into that. I would, I would think, yeah. um, in my tenure here, I know I've had that conversation with multiple advisors, multiple times in their careers. And I think that's what you want. I remember doing it. I'm going through it three times in my first year. So yeah, oh my, I, I go oh through my it God. in my, I go through it in my career. So when you hit that ceiling, it's exciting because you know, growth is on the other side, but it's frustrating because you're not really sure what to do in that moment. Yep. So in that moment, Paul, that's where we have strategy conversations and you're involved in a lot of those conversations because lots of times advisors know what they should be doing, but they're not doing it. Yep. So the question then becomes, well, why? What is getting in the way of that? Is it your mindset? Do you not have the skill set? Do you need more resources? So we'll have that. We'll have that conversation with them to see if we can uncover a little something there. But in that moment, from a marketing standpoint, we can go in a lot of different directions. We can turn up the volume on their client service model and say, okay, what are you doing to keep in touch with your clients on a, on at least a monthly basis? Okay. And now how could we segment for you? So I know it sounds basic, but how are you targeting your existing clients to be there when they need you? Yep. So we could do a segmenting and then from there we'll build very specific communications for every specific segment because your A clients or your A group of clients, however you want to identify them, 
should have different needs than your B, C, and D clients. And if you're not marketing to them accordingly, then you're not going to get the results that you want. The biggest change in marketing, the biggest marketing trend that I think a lot of people ignore or from what I've seen, if I could be so bold to say a lot of advisors ignore, is the fact that you cannot generalize your marketing anymore. Clients want to feel and know that you are talking directly to them and them alone. Yeah. So it sounds like your team is helping them build that voice, Mm -hmm. trying to understand their voice Mm -hmm. and then help them build it and then understand their clients. Yes, exactly. So understanding your clients' pains. What are the frequently asked questions you're always getting? What are your clients thinking and feeling in this moment? How do you typically communicate with your clients? We take all that language, we put it into an email with a good call to action, and then we can help our advisors execute on it. And, you know, I keep going back to email just because we have so much success there, but it could be through events. It could be through social media. It could be through video marketing. It could be through podcasting, whatever that medium is, you know, we we act accordingly. I, I think if you're listening right now and you're driving your car or you don't have a pen or your phone to type, I think it's really important that you take a step back to understand the first person, the inexperienced advisor, If you don't do that well, then it's very hard to do this next thing and think Mm -hmm. of it almost like a staircase where you're starting here and now you're going here and then you break through and then maybe you're stuck again. And now, so I want to say in 2022, you looked backwards and said, all right, let's evaluate what we've accomplished, but also how do we move forward here? And you came up with this name, the agency. Mm -hmm. And if if I say it wrong, please help me on it. But what you basically did was you're building a marketing agency within the firm, Mm -hmm. which is really built. Now, obviously, those last two people, those last two advisors, the groups that you talked about can use it. But Mm -hmm. you're really focusing on the top producers, the ones that are in the top, you know, 10% that want to get to 1% in the industry. Mm and helping them break through in this more specialized service. So why don't you give me a little more on that? Yeah. Yep. We started the agency. I think we took our first client in 2021 and, um, and we have not stopped since it was one of those moments where I could not see, you know, more than two feet in front of me. And I just took it one step at a time and it grew into what it is today. But it really came from a funny, a funny situation where we were trying to market for 300 plus advisors. And as you could imagine, 300 minds, perspectives, ideas, we were just running all in different directions and it was beginning to be unproductive. So an advisor would ask us to do something. He would ask us for, uh, you know, 12 newsletters. He wants to send out a newsletter a month to his clients. And we would have to go ahead and create those 12 newsletters. And then he would change his mind. He would go into a different direction, whatever the case may be, but they wouldn't get used. So I simply said, okay, I'll do the 12 newsletters for you, but it's 50 bucks a newsletter. So we can, you know, we can, we can, uh, uh, you can pay, you know, pay for the time. And just that exchange of money immediately right set the advisor's request. Skin in the game. Skin in the game. Skin in the game for the advisor, but then also skin in the game for the team. The team instantly felt elevated. They instantly felt a higher level of accountability when there's that exchange of money. So immediately it just right set everybody and it brought everybody closer to the result of the piece, not just the execution of the piece. And that was the, that was the biggest 
difference. What we charge is peanuts. I was going to say, it sounds like you're charging enough to get that, what you just said exactly. versus it's not a way of making money, but it's a way of helping people to use the stuff and have more accountability. 100%. The fees are so nominal compared to an outside agency, compared to, to what any specialist would cost on the outside, but it's enough to create that accountability. So what we do is anything that falls outside of a couple of hours of work falls into the specialized service category. The advisors who want specialized service typically are, they want a deeper level of marketing. They want a more customized level of marketing. Um, They have different, different ideas. They're not going to fall into a lot of automation. They want everything more customized for themselves. So we act as that arm for them. And we have subscription services, we have project-based services, and then we have retainer services. And in, and I'll break those down, but in a subscription service, just like Netflix, you pay a small monthly fee and you get X, Y, and Z. That X, Y, and Z could be events, it could be social media posts, whatever it may be. From a project standpoint, a project has a beginning and an end, Paul. So we do a lot of advisor website redesigns. So an advisor will come to us and say, hey, I think my website needs a refresh. I haven't touched it in five years and 10 years. So we do what's called a website audit and we audit your entire website. We cover seven points, back end and front end of your site. Everything from, is it SEO optimized? Does the content make sense? Does the navigation make sense? Does the design fit how what you want to put out there? Does the content reflect who you really are and how you want to showcase yourself? So we audit all of that and we give you your feedback and then if the advisor wants us to implement, we say, great, here's what that, here's what that's going to cost. It's amazing. And that's, yeah. a, that's an example of a project. Yeah. And I think, and I think when, you know, to give some context to this, when you talked about the beginning, the team having nine people and then having the specialties, you truly have one-stop shop yes. for our advisors and the depth. When I look around the industry and a lot of study groups I have, most firms have one or two people. Yes. So it's almost impossible for them to scale this. 100%. And I think that's a big deal for, for the FAs. It's you, and I say this with respect because I was once a department of one. Yeah. It is very difficult to market today. If you're just one or two people, you just can't do it. There's just too much to do, too much to know, too many skill sets that you're going to need to have. You're, you're going to, if, if you're in that position, you're going to have to get outside support to help you there. And, and I say those nine, and I should have corrected you before. In addition to the nine we have, we have a slew of wonderful freelance help, wonderful consultants, people, wonderful people who come to our aid when we need them for very specific things. But we have a pretty big team in addition to those nine folks. Sure. So you just take the specialist thing to an umpteenth level and maybe you don't, you don't need them enough on a day to day, but you need them for certain things you're doing. Exactly. So there has been knock on wood. You can hear me. There has never been a request, a need that our team has not been able to fulfill because we have every digital marketing specialty covered in one way or another. And as I sit here as this visionary, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I go through those first few steps. Now I'm using the agency, Mm -hmm. but they should be customers for life because Mm -hmm. it's just going to build on. And as, as the world changed, like it did 11 years ago, you're going to continue to add these services. So they'll keep going upwards with you. And the other thing that's interesting for the listeners here is 
And I'm not poo-pooing an outside agency at all here, but I do know this is a highly regulated industry. Mm -hmm. And for you to be able to do this for advisors and know the back end, it probably makes things go way smoother versus you have this creative team that does all this great work and then it gets stuck on the back end. And as it's repeatable, they're getting the benefit of seeing it the repeating, the machine just building and building and building. Am I correct in saying that? You are 100% correct. There are advised. Now I've used marketing agencies when I've needed them throughout my career with you and they are wonderful, but they do put a lot of work back on the customer because you still have to approve everything. You still have to give creative direction, right? They're they're not you, they're not in this space. And then two, we are regulated. So we do have compliance. So you do have to heavily direct any agency you hire to work within the compliance standards that we all have to live by. When working with the agency here at Barnum, we take care of all of that. We know all of that. So you don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah, which is amazing. It's amazing. And it probably cuts down the time dramatically. It totally cuts down the time dramatically because we know it from the start. So we're building pieces that we know are going to get through. We're using language that we know is going to get through. And and I think the other thing that's pretty cool, I, I realize this when I coach advisors all the time, is that I always use the analogy, you're sitting on the top of the tree and you're seeing everyone to the left, to the right, to mm-hmm. the bottom, where the advisor is only seeing the person on each side. Right. So the growth that you're able to bring that you're seeing from top advisors that have creative minds. Yes. Is, is speeding this up faster. 100%. And you built an amazing culture where advisors don't mind sharing. So of course, we're always above board to say, hey, this worked out really well for you. Do you mind if we we share this with other advisors? And the answer is always yes. Yeah. Well, so everybody is capitalizing off of everybody's success yeah, which here, is amazing. which is amazing. And it speeds things up. It 100% faster. speeds things up. And for the people listening, the culture is, is that, no one has a corner on the great ideas, but the faster we grow as an organization, the more resources they have. That's how the marketing team gets to 11 or 12. So if you can get advisors mindset to understand that, that helps you grow even faster. So for the CEOs, GAs that are listening, you know, think that through. And I think that could create a, a really nice culture for yourself. 100%. And you mentioned, you know, for the CEOs and, uh, and GAs listening, marketing never stops. So everybody in this, in this field, in a field of financial services, if you're only touching advisors or you're touching clients or strategic partners, you have to remember that you are a brand. So either you're controlling your brand or people are making up what your brand is. Everybody has a reputation. The question is, is it the one that you want it to be? So I give you a lot of credit for always being cognizant of your brand and how you're marketing yourself and how you help people, because that is a big piece of who your brand is. Thank you. Thank you. So, I mean, we'll have to come back and do a whole nother show about the stuff that you do, because we spent a lot of time on the three different advisors and, you know, growing. But let's spend a few minutes on the firm, meaning you're specializing in the advisors, but they're also benefiting from a lot of things you're doing at a very high level, very scaled for a firm. Mm -hmm. So why don't you talk about what some of the things are that you guys do on a daily basis? Like you brought up earlier, like email marketing Mm -hmm. or, you know, some of the programs that we've run. And that was where I was going before we're getting advisors in and they're, they're dripping on their natural market to let them know what they do and they should always help the people they care about, but they don't have to. 
because of some of the programs, they might not go after those people for 24 months or those people might just come to them. Mm -hmm. So why don't you just go into some of the things that you do at the firm level? Correct. Oh yeah. Happy to. So at the firm level, our job is broken into two parts, right? In marketing, we have to help the advisors market and then we have to help the firm or the brand as we refer to it. Um, And what that is doing is trying to bring in any type of leads for our advisors. So we spend half of our time just focusing on that to be a source of leads for every advisor here at the firm. So the first way we do that is through email marketing. So in a given year, we'll send out around 8 million emails. I was going to say, I was going to say, I remember two years ago, I think it was 3 million. So 8 million emails. 8 million emails. And we're proud of that because everybody always says email doesn't work. You know, they want something better, something sexier, something, you know, more, more focused on social media. But the point is, it's still the very best way to communicate to people. You just have to do it properly. And if you're thinking of the old way of emailing, which is one list, one message, then you're way off base than you are thinking about email 20 years ago. The new way to email is to send a very specific message to a very specific list. And that is where you have to work hand in hand with your CRM system. So we are salt and pepper with our business intelligence team, our software engineers, slicing and dicing all of our book of business so we could get a very specific list that we could send a specific message to. Then my team, our email strategist, we just geek out over all of the metrics that go in to one email. And you would be surprised how many there are, how many email performance metrics we look at, how many design metrics we look at. Our email marketing platform is so sophisticated that we could tell exactly where people are clicking and how many times they're clicking So if our call to action button didn't get as many clicks as we want today, we could go in and tweak the color, tweak the size, tweak the language, and we send it again and then just keep reevaluating results. Sounds like small steps, big wins. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. It really does. It It is true. I might not have to say at the close now. That's right. You're right. This is small steps, big wins. It really is the truth though. And I think it's the stacking those behaviors, but- goes back to if you don't have the skill sets behind you, you can't do that. So, And it takes time. Yeah, it, it takes a, It takes a lot of time to do that. And before I move on to the automation is necessary. And that's what advisors miss as well, is that your clients are human. They're not going to respond on the first email. Doesn't mean they don't want to, just means they're busy. Yeah. So and I, yeah. You, I'm sorry. No, so go ahead. I could, this is where I go crazy. You have to send emails two, three, and four just to get their attention. I agree. So, and it's hard for an assistant or for an advisor to remember to do that because you're all so busy. So let the technology do it. Yeah. And and I think about it, guys, there's a, another big buzzword like digital earlier, but there's one uh, scale and the whole world is talking about how do I scale a mm-hmm. business? And you think about a few things that you already covered, marketing, staff to yep. help them do their job. So that's scaling because they don't have to hire that person. Yep. Um, having the different disciplines there. You don't have to put someone in an uncomfortable position on your own team. Mm -hmm. They're not scaling if they don't know how to do it. And then third is connecting a CRM with um, an email program. And then the advisor be able to see exactly one out to their clients. It's a game changer. Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking of scaling, you know, if you're sitting as an independent now, you know, take some of these steps to get some of these people around you. And I was a big proponent of the strategic coach. 
And he talked about if you can pay someone this and that's frees up your hours to do this, then and that's what your team's really mm-hmm. doing. 100%. So let's finish up on website. You made a saying to me when you, that I remember like yesterday when you first took over this. Well, you probably said it to me when you were as my chief of staff too, but you said your website and you talked about advisor ones, but when you talk about the firm one is your front door mm-hmm. and how do you need it to act and how do you need it to look? And you spent a lot of time on the firm website and tell me why and, and what you guys are doing there. Yeah. To your point, remember the story I started with when I walked into Barnum and how I was just blown away with the physical atmosphere here. When someone visits our website from across the country, I want them to feel blown away with what they're looking at. You have to have your website should give people that exact same feeling just as if they stepped into your office. If someone stepped into your office, you would welcome them. You would smile. You would make them feel a certain way. I want our website to do the exact same thing. The website should do the exact same thing. So part of the work we do is driving people to that site because that's their first introduction to Barnum. And once they get to the site, then they usually want more. And that's when we'll introduce them to a financial advisor. But the site is critical because for all the beautiful people that we serve all across the country, that's their only entrance into Barnum Financial Group. So we spend a lot of time making sure that those hundreds of thousands of people are welcomed warmly. They get where they want to go quickly. They can get educated if they want to get educated. They can verify a person if they want to verify a person. If they just want to look up information on their accounts, they have the ability to do that as well. If they just want to check out the stats of Barnum, they could do that as well. They could find their advisor there. Um, Mostly people use our site for education. So we have what we refer to as the insights page. The insights page has all of our blog articles. It'll have all of our podcast episodes. It has all of our videos on there. So we do a ton of free education. We are giving out so much wonderful information to people off of that website. Wow. That's amazing. And and let me make sure I connect with these dots too. As emails go up and you get 8 million, you go to say 10 I think it probably translates to more traffic to the website. Absolutely. Right. So if you're doing emails and you don't have the web or you're doing the web and you don't have the email going, Mm -hmm. they probably work really well together. Mm -hmm. And if you're out there as a marketing person or an advisor, make sure you're connecting those dots. Yep. Um, You mentioned some of the programs we do. We have a slew of wonderful lead programs where we have access to people all across the country who are in transition. So they are in a job transition and they need to transition their life insurance coverage and they are directed right to Barnum Financial Group and they're directed to us either via the phone or via a letter. So somebody out in California or out in Wyoming or Washington, they may not know us. What's the first thing they do? Go to the website. They go right to our website. They go right to our social media. So we want to make sure that those people who land there Come back as clients. Exactly. Come back as clients. And they are. And thank goodness they are. All right. Wow. A lot of information here. So I have to definitely have you back to go deeper. But let's let's end on. So let's end on you. What's next? Like, what is your vision with this team? Where are you going? And 36 months from now, I'll bring you back sooner. But in 36 months from now, what what am I going to hear? Oh man. So first of all, it's going to be endless. So this is a great question, but the agency will have grown. 
within 36 months, we will be a million dollar agency without a doubt. We will be servicing the entire financial services industry, which I cannot wait for. Just Um, go to Elizabeth Heiser and find our guys and get on board here. That's right. Just start now. Before she raises the rates. (laughs) That's That's right. That's right. Um, so th- that is first and foremost, the team itself. I mean, we have, we have an amazing team now. The nine of us are super close and we're, we are so collaborative, but that is just going to grow as well. And then the amount of people we're impacting, we're getting a few hundred people to the website. Now I want to triple that in three years. A few hundred years. thousand. A few hundred thousand. I'm sorry. Correct. Yeah, a few hundred thousand. A few hundred, I was thousand. Say a few hundred. It's not working. Right. No, I'm sorry. A few hundred thousand. So I want to triple that over the next three years and the amount of people that we're impacting. I want to make sure that we get to that 1 million mark by 2035. And I feel extremely confident that we will. So you mean serving 1 million households? Yep which is pretty amazing. And, uh, and guys, listen, when you, uh, listen, just really think, and I know I was half joking before, but if you think of marketing and what Elizabeth and her team is doing, they're really taking very, very pointed small steps and it's generating huge wins and it's compounding every single day to get that. So in closing, like, Thank you. I mean, this is, this is awesome. It's been so fun to watch your journey the last 19 years. I look forward to the next 19. Hopefully you don't retire before I do. <laughs> I plan on being around for at least 19. I think yeah. I'm not going to calculate that now, but yes, Good, you I made do. a commitment. I did. I did. It's on tape now. Uh, Mike, <laughs> can you get that off? Um, but overall, congratulations on your success. And, uh, I look forward to uh, watching the growth of you and this team. So uh, everybody, thank you for being on Small Steps, Big Wins. Thanks again, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Small Steps, Big Wins. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every bit helps. You can also follow us on Instagram at Small Steps, Big Wins. All opinions expressed by the program participants are solely their current opinions and do not reflect the opinions their respective parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the program participants are affiliated. Investments or strategies mentioned in this program may not be suitable for you, and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you you should strongly consider seeking advice from your own investment advisor. Securities and investment advisory services offered through qualified registered representatives of MML Investor Services, LLC. Member SIPC, 6 Corporate Drive, Shelton, Connecticut, 06484, telephone number 203-513-6000.